This podcast is part of the Bomb Pod Media Network. Welcome, weirdos. This is Weird Darkness. Here you'll find stories of the paranormal, supernatural, mysterious, macabre, unsolved, and unexplained. If you have a dark tale to tell, you can share it with me at WeirdDarkness.com and I might use it in a future episode. And be sure to subscribe if you've not done so already so you don't miss future uploads. And if you like what you hear and you want to hear even more, I am constantly posting new episodes exclusively for patrons, and you can learn more and become a patron by clicking the link in the show notes, or visit WeirdDarkness.com and click on Become a Patron. In this episode of Weird Darkness, Haunted Horsemen and Spooky Specters, on this Super Bowl Sunday, we learn about little-known hauntings for a glimpse into football's past. This episode is dedicated to our American veterans, men and women who have put their lives on the line to protect the freedoms we hold dear. They briefly gave up their rights to ensure ours, and we can never thank you enough. Hashtag please stand. So proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming in the rocket's red. Bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say, does that star spangled banner yet wave? Bolt your doors, lock your windows, turn off your lights, and come with me into the weird darkness. The Detroit Lions have long suffered since they traded former quarterback Bobby Lane in 1958. At the time of the trade, Lane was 31 years old and management wanted to move on from the guy who helped them win back-to-back championships a few seasons earlier. Greg Barber of ESPN.com wrote about the curse of Lane. In it, he talked about one possible reason they traded him to Pittsburgh. He said, in 1957, Lane suffered a broken leg and watched from the sidelines as Tobin Rote guided the Detroit Lions to its third league title in six years. Considering what happened, management wasn't wrong to get rid of Lane. The problem was Lane disagreed, and when he told the media the Lions would not win for 50 years, well, that's when the curse took shape. 
over the first 50 years he was traded, the Lions had the worst winning percentage in football. They also have never played in a Super Bowl. The curse technically expired in 2008, but the Lions haven't been able to do much since. Until they get to play in the big game, fans can always shift the blame to Bobby Lane. In December of 1920, Notre Dame football star George Gipp passed away just days after his team beat Northwestern. The stories about how he passed are conflicting, but the bottom line is he contracted pneumonia and since it was 1920 and the medical advancements weren't what they are today, he wasn't able to recover despite being 25 years old. Years later, President Ronald Reagan played Gipp in the film Newt Rockney, All-American, and would go on to use the famous win-just-one-for-the-Gipper line when he was running for office. In the years that followed, there have been stories about this ghost plodding around on campus. Whether they are true or just a bunch of gossip, it further enhances the legacy of the Gipper. Washington Hall, in the middle of the Notre Dame campus, is said to be haunted by the legendary college football player George Gipp of Win One for the Gipper fame. It's been said that this student housing building may have even been responsible for Gipp's untimely death. It was said that he often stayed out after curfew set by a stern brother who was in charge of the boys in the hall. Gipp was said to have slept on the front steps of the building one night rather than face the brother's wrath at coming in late. He caught cold, which later turned into his fatal case of pneumonia. The mysterious events in Washington Hall began shortly after Gipp's death in 1920. Students claimed to hear ghostly music playing in the building very late at night. Mysterious footsteps sounded in the halls at all hours. Doors slammed when no one was around. And one student claimed that he was pushed by invisible hands as he was walking down a stairway. Even the skeptical Catholic brothers were convinced that something strange was going on. The stories of the ghostly activity quieted down for a time until 1945, when students reported a succession of evenings when footsteps were heard upon the building's roof. The building changed in the early 1950s when it was converted to classrooms and a theater, but reports of strange activity did not change. One claim said that a student watched light bulbs unscrew themselves from sockets before his eyes. Washington Hall still rests on the Notre Dame campus, although Hall directors claim that they have yet to meet the ghost. They do admit hearing some strange sounds, but despite the rumors, they can't say for sure that George Gipp is still roaming the corridors of Washington Hall. This happened just a few nights ago. I was laying in my bed when I just woke up. I didn't know why, so I turned over to try and go back to sleep. It was about 3.45 in the morning, so anyway, I turned over and then I see this guy. He's about 5 foot tall, maybe 17 years old, and he's just looking at me. He's dressed in what looks like pajamas, blue plaid pants and gray shirt. 
He was also wearing a bright green football helmet and was carrying a brown potato sack that looked like it was filled with sand. We sat there and looked at each other for a while. He didn't make any move towards me or anything like that. He just looked at me like he was curious. I'd started to get a little scared, so I turned back over and pretended that he wasn't there. But that was hard because I kept feeling like someone was watching me and not in a good way like they were stalking me or out to get me, and each time I looked over my shoulder, he was still right there looking at me. I couldn't see his face either. No one in my family had died recently, and my house is only like maybe 10 or 11 years old. It's owned by my aunt, and I think she would tell us if anything like that had happened in the house. My cat wasn't there, so I felt completely alone. Finally, I got so fed up that I just shined my cell phone light on him, and just before the light hit him, he was gone. I was still a little scared, so it took me a while to go to my mom and dad's room, but they told me just what I thought they would. There was no one in the house. I still feel like the guy is watching me, even right now as I'm typing this story, but I've gotten used to it. So what do you think I saw? My best guess is that he was a guy that just doesn't like me. Can you tell me what you think I saw and what I can do about it? P.S. I'm only 13 and my parents don't believe me. Many times we sit in a football stadium cheering on our favorite team and munching on popcorn. But seldom do we know the history or haunted history of these iconic spots. Eerie stories pay homage to the history of football and provide a novel look at the world of sports. And if you keep an eye out, you might spot the famous ghosts. Indiana University, Mr. Plume The state of Indiana has a football player haunting his alma mater, and this story is gruesome. Michael Plume, a student at the university in 1960 and an active member of the U.S. Air Force, suffered a tragic death that remains a mystery to this day. Memorial Stadium is the second football stadium to be built on Indiana University's campus. In February of 1960, months away from its completion, 19-year-old Michael Plume was found hanging from the rafters of the incomplete west side of the stadium stands. Though it was a construction site, Plume's shoes were clean. His feet were resting in the bed of a pickup truck, his neck had been snapped, and he'd been hanged by an 18-foot rope. Gruesome, I know. There are many theories surrounding Plume's death, including espionage, murder, and anti-gay sentiments. However, not one has been confirmed. Ultimately, Plume's death was ruled a suicide, but Plume's doubtful family would attempt and fail to reopen the case in 1988. Plume's ghost lingers at Memorial Stadium. Fans and stadium staff report seeing his ghost dangling in the same location. Catch a game and keep your eyes open for Plume hanging out. Kansas State University, Nick. In the 1950s, the East Stadium of K-State University that sits on top of buildings below 
was used as the athletic dormitory with a cafeteria on the ground level. While on the field, Kansas football player Nick suffered an injury and was rushed to the cafeteria where he soon passed away. Today, the area where Nick died is home to the Purple Mask Theater, where Nick still hangs out. Nick can't give up his college antics either. The ghost moves auditorium chairs, plays music, makes wooden boxes levitate, and spins fire extinguishers. See a game and check out the campus and search for Nick. The Detroit Lions and the New York Giants Jimmy Hoffa Jimmy Hoffa is a phantom that manages to haunt two football stadiums. Hoffa was the leader of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters Union and saw the union's highest enrollment while in charge. However, with power came many enemies, and Hoffa disappeared on July 30, 1975, from the parking lot of a restaurant. Hoffa has never been found, and many speculate that he was murdered. Hoffa was a major Detroit Lions fan, and the staff at Ford Field believe Hoffa is dead. Hoffa's voice is heard all throughout the stadium, cheering on his beloved team. Meanwhile, legend links Hoffa's body to the old, now demolished Giants Stadium. It is rumored that Hoffa's body was buried under one of the field's end zones in concrete. Before the stadium's demolition in 2009, the TV show Mythbusters tried and failed to find Hoffa's body in the end zones. The University of Wisconsin-Madison, Camp Randall The Wisconsin Badgers Stadium has a murky past that is begging to be heard today. The stadium's namesake, Camp Randall, was in fact a Union soldier training ground during the Civil War, and nearby was a prison camp for Confederates. Many soldiers died there and still show up dressed in slings and period clothing. On the ground, where students now jump around, men once trained to fight America's bloody battle. And finally, a high school football story. Lee Williams High School in Kingman, Arizona is now situated on the grounds of an old pioneer cemetery that once held over 300 coffins of settlers and local Hualapai. Part of the high school's football field and bleachers now stands on that hallowed ground of the old Pioneer Cemetery. During renovations in 2010, construction workers ran across a nasty surprise. In a trench dug behind the bleachers, seven coffins and artifacts were unearthed. These ghosts, perhaps angry that their resting place had been disturbed, present themselves at games and graduations. A man in a bowler hat and a little girl demanding to go out and play are the most prominent apparitions. Feelings of unease, disembodied voices, and little orbs are other unexplained paranormal activity. Whether lore or reality, there is something to be seen and heard at these campuses and stadiums. Catch your next group game and enjoy more than just the center stage action. Watch for the sideline phantoms. Take a walk on campus and check out the spots where the football ghosts are said to frequent. And just maybe your group will catch a haunting glimpse of football history. If you'd like to support the show, 
you can become a monthly patron for as little as $1 per month and get exclusive patron-only content for as little as $5 per month, including numerous episodes you can't find anywhere else online. Learn more by clicking the link in the show notes or visit WeirdDarkness.com and click on Become a Patron. And a huge welcome to my newest patrons, John West and Robert Colleton. Welcome to the Weirdo family, and thank you so much for supporting the show and giving me the encouragement to continue creating new content. Another way to show your support is to share a link directly to this episode on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and other social media, and ask your friends to subscribe to the podcast as well as leave a rating and review. If you subscribe and leave a review, I'll be sure to give you a shout-out in a future episode. Do you have a dark tale to tell? Fact or fiction, you can share your story at WeirdDarkness.com and I might use it in a future episode. All the stories in this episode are purported to be true, and you can find links in the show notes. Bobby Lane puts a hex on the Detroit Lions, and The Gipper were both written by Giancarlo Ferrari King for BleachReport.com. The football player in PJs was written by Angle Art for YourGhostStories.com, and Haunted Stadiums was posted at SportsPlanningGuide.com. Music in this episode is by Midnight Syndicate. You can download the music right now for yourself by clicking the link in the show notes. And if you like news, politics, and laughs, be sure to check out my other podcast at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. I'm your creator and host, Darren Marlar. Thanks for joining me in the Weird Darkness. <laughs>